What is going on, everybody? This is your host, Gary Garcia, and welcome to episode three um, of the Triple Threats podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest with me, American Idol and straight from Broadway. We have Constantine Maroulis in the house. How are you doing, Constantine? What up, Garrett? How we doing, dude? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Thanks for having me, bud. No, no problem. So let's talk a little bit about where you came from. Let's go back a little bit. Um, born in Brooklyn. Movie. Grew up in Jersey, right? Yes, I did. Uh, born in Brooklyn, New York. A big Greek family. You know, uh, uh, I don't know, lots of drama, <laughs> lots of music. <laughs> My older brother is a, actually a quite accomplished uh, artist, and uh, you can look him up, Ethan Maroulis, um, singer, writer, sort of goth, empresario, uh, um, done tons of records in the industrial electronic music world and labels and all of this stuff. So my sister's a principal school teacher, uh, and a principal <laughs> in a, in a, in a small, uh, a small uh, school uh, out here in the suburbs. I moved to the, the suburbs of New Jersey when I was pretty young. I moved back here after about 20 years in Manhattan of my adult life um, a few years ago, raised my daughter here. Um, she's now 10 years old. So we live yeah, about 20 minutes outside the, uh, the city in uh, North, North Jersey, Bergen County, a uh, little town called Wyckoff, New Jersey. Uh, you know, lots of soccer and uh, tennis and big houses and green lawns and, you know, 20 minutes from the city or so. And um, yeah, man, just uh, kind of a soccer dad these days, just holding it down in the suburbs for sure. <laughs> That sounds like, I mean, that sounds like fun. I mean, it's good commute to the city. It's right there. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your career. It has been a wild one. You have mm -hmm. gone from rock star to <laughs> Broadway rock star to <laughs> Broadway belter to everything. So how, what was the audition process like for American Idol? How did you get involved with that? Yeah. Um, look, man, you know, I grew up as an actor, grew up as a singer. Uh, I used to do all the plays in school and all the community shows I could get my hands on. Uh, just wanted to be on stage all the time. I, I actually used to have big time stage fright when I was a kid. So, you know, getting up there as much as I possibly could, you know, every time just it got a little better. I got a little bit more confidence. I started learning from all the older kids, learning from my brother and sister. They were in shows, started playing in little bands, singing in the chorus. You know, girls started to like it. Boys started to like it. You start mm -hmm. to gain a little confidence. Um, yep. I played in a couple of rock bands, you know, early on, maybe 12 or 13 years old, 14 years old, high school then. Um, and you just start to kind of put together a vibe. Um, listening to all the cool records um, I grew up with and, you know, my parents' taste, my, my brother and sister's taste, um, listening to show tunes, listening to classic rock and jazz. Um, and, I, and I didn't go to school right away, right out of high school. I sort of played in bands and I was auditioning professionally, went to school locally, uh, was working 
um, both as an artist, but also as like a grunt, you know, I work at like a big garden center, nursery, you know, kind of putting my way through. And then right. um, I met Billy Porter actually way, way, way back in the day in the 90s uh, and some cool people with a big show uh, together. And they were like, you know, you're really talented, but I think you should go off to school and, you know, kind of it will help put the whole thing together for you. So that's when I discovered Boston Conservatory, Berkeley College of Music. Um, so I made my way up there and that's when I started really kind of digging in on the work, you know, and mm -hmm. um, acting and music. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of put a plan together, you know? So I had uh, graduated there. Um, long time ago and uh <laughs> i went off to williamstown as an apprentice i had huge people as fellow apprentices chris pine who's like you know in wonder woman wow. um liz yeah. merriweather this incredible writer who who wrote uh, and created uh the new girl with uh zoe de chanel and big writer and all yep. these great actors michael arden the director an actor. I met Michael Greif there. He cast me in Rent. I did Rent the next year or two on the road. Had my band oh, yeah. come out and play with me and shit, which was cool. Um, and then, you know, I auditioned for American Idol shortly after that. It was just kind of all kind of just weird and just happening, man, you know? I mean, there's a uh -huh. lot, of, lot of little stages, but that was sort of the way I got there by my mid twenties, late mid to late twenties, roughly. Um, um, and I was on the road with rent and we went all over the world, Japan, all, all throughout the States and Canada. And then uh, they weren't gonna be, be bringing me back. They were gonna bring in a new cast. And I was like, oh gosh. So an old girlfriend uh, suggested we audition for American Idol and uh, you know, we took like the $10 Chinatown bus down to DC and like camped out. And when was it? it was the old school days when you had to do that. And um, I don't know what it was, you know, I was an actor. So they just kind of had the camera on me, like from day one. They're like, who is this mm -hmm. cat? Like what's, what's with his, what's with his long hair and his leather jacket and, and all. So your band didn't know to audition for metal, right? Right. That was, yeah. I mean, so that's... I had the band. Yeah. And that was kind of part of my story. Right. You know, you kind of, I right. kind of knew that I, I needed an in, I needed a story mm -hmm. and, um, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so you played Roger on tour, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. That's me making my, uh, belting rock face on the right there. God, that's gotta be like 2003 or something right there. And um, that is Brian Gligger. Yeah, fuck. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, and then I was on Idol, yeah, within two years of that, 2005, 2006 or so. Uh, right. There's me auditioning. And look, I still have my rent hair there, my sort of highlighted rent hair. I'm all, you know, I, yeah. So, you um, I look pretty good like, still, uh, right? All these years, yeah. Later, man. Still rocking it. The wig still is still it. holding up. The way the wig is holding up pretty good. 
<laughs> so you went on to American Idol. Was it season four? It was Carrie season, the, the season that you won. Yeah, Carrie um, Underwood. You might have uh, heard of her. She's starting to catch on a little bit with the uh, <laughs> with the kids. Um. So, did you? How many auditions did you have to do until you got to the live filming in front of the judges? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of TV magic involved, as you might um, imagine. So, I guess probably like three three auditions or so and then they flew no uh in fact i was so i was so um lucky because oddly enough i think dc of that year was like the biggest year they've ever had and the biggest audition they ever had like some 20 or thirty thousand people showed up or something demented like that and i was lucky i got to i did basically all the auditions in one week that doesn't really oh. happen. People are, they often make you feel that way. But I did the initial mm. like open call audition, like with all the tables and like, they were like, okay, you're in, boom. Then I did like one other like executive producer audition, like for Nigel Lithgow and Ken Warwick who are like mega, you know, um, what's the word? Oh, um, mega, um, like TV producers, they, uh, uh -huh. and then they just kind of got it. And then the next day, I think I met Simon, Paula, and Randy. And Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray was a guest judge and ended up working in my um, favor because it was like three to one. Like Simon's like, no. But they already knew they right. were putting me, to, they were already, you know, they knew I was going uh -huh. through. So it's just TV, man. A lot of it's so much TV, you know. Now, the girl especially back then when they had Simon, it was like, you know, they kind of would tee him up to like either like rip someone, crush them, or like whatever, you know. It was just great TV. Right. <laughs> now, the, the girl that you went with, she, did she make it through at all to any, like, no, no, not at all. No. Well, Good at least she too. was hot, hot girl. Um, good singer just didn't have what they were looking for vibe. or a vibe or anything different. Remember, yeah. I was a little older. I was like this mm -hmm. long hair. They didn't have a rocker. I had a story. I had like an edge. I clearly had stood in front of many bands in my life. I had, you know, I was on tour with Rent, the biggest tour probably in the country at the time as far as like broadway so it was broadway but it was like cool and it was a rock of ages uh excuse me it was like a rock and roll show um and i had like toured so i knew how to like talk i was from new york you know i you know so uh um, yeah. i had a band in brooklyn you know brooklyn hadn't like exploded into the main mainstream like it had um years later you know i, I had a rehearsal studio in, in williamsburg when Williamsburg is not was not what it is now, which is just you know shortly after it kind of became hipster haven, but um then it was still like Williamsburg, wow, you know that's not <laughs> that's usually cool. just like all like yeah, like all just like orthodox Jewish guys with like uh or uh <laughs> ascetics, you know and stuff at the time and, yeah. 
Maybe they thought I was one of them or something. And I was like, I would wear my hat. <laughs> <laughs> so but, then, uh, um, yeah, so I had like a thing going on. Like you have to have like a thing, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody. Yeah. So you then later got dropped out just like that. Yeah. Like, were you, were you expecting just... it? No. Um. Again, it was such a long time ago and it was such a different show and so many zillions of people watching every night we didn't have the internet as a tool i mean we did but we were sort of quarantined and like that was when we used to you know call it that um and we weren't able to like really communicate with the outside world in a way um they were so protective of us so i wasn't able to like i don't know use the internet like I do today, obviously. Um, they vote for me, vote for me, this and that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't do any of that. No way. Or like even research, like what was what was going well, what was going badly. You know, um, we couldn't clear songs that I wanted. I had, you know, the it, the show was just. It was still, even though it was season four, it was still like developing in a way, right. and all of a sudden they had nearly a hundred million people a week tuning in like 30 million people a night three nights a week it was on it was on like it was ridiculous it was on for months and months and months it wasn't on just for a few weeks like it is now right it was on from like january to like may january february march april may i mean that's ridiculous every night you know practically monday tuesday and wednesday and uh and then it went to like Monday and Tuesday, like there, you know, like about halfway through the season. Remember, they would have results night, you know. So it was just, it was just crazy. Um, and you just kind of like in this bubble. And yeah, I think you know there was a lot of controversy. I think I just kind of free falled off the show one week. There's so many theories out there, but I remember ABC, now home of American Idol, was sort of running right. a big expose against American Idol about like Paula Abdul like sleeping with a contestant or something. So I think they smoke screen them by like free falling me off the show one week. Cause I'd never Get been in you. the bottom three or anything. And everyone was mm-hmm. saying Carrie was clearly winning, but it was always me and Carrie getting the most votes. Like everyone was saying that, you know? So I don't know. I think it was great TV for them. Like, and people were like, no. And it kind of <laughs> helped me in a way. Cause like, if I just kind of, yeah, that was that night. I still have that shirt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> still and, have the uh, shirt. Still have the shirt. Um, and I think, like, if I had just gone into the finale with her and finished second and made some crap record, like, I wouldn't have had the underdog sort of like people were really pulling for me thereafter. They felt like they almost like I, they owed me something in a way, you know. So. I think it worked good for me and it ended up playing well into my um my show rock of ages and me being that like underdog sort of rock and roll character that people root for and uh, i think it worked out like that nicely but i mean granted i'm competitive i want to win exactly but i did some stupid songs like there were songs that i was supposed to do that got like pulled on me last minute because of rights people back then were scared of people playing their songs on that show they didn't know what it would do you know they were so protective 
but they didn't realize that like digitally the imprint that it made it didn't matter if like sanjaya years later like fucked up your song it didn't matter as long as he was singing your song people were going to go listen to the original of yours that they weren't going to listen to otherwise you know so when i did bohemian rhapsody people f- saw the first real digital spike in like television you know so then they were like oh oh that's how this works because they were just trying to you know itunes was new like all of the shit was still new you know uh-huh rock i mean yeah and now you can just you know not every song but essentially you can so after american idol you went where directly to the winning singer on broadway yeah, I stayed in LA for a little while and I was developing a television show at ABC, a scripted series. Um, it was called Brooklyn, actually. It was sort of loosely based on my life. Kelsey Grammer was producing it. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a big writer attached. My brother and I were executive producing and writing on it as well, loosely based on uh, my life and uh, as if my my Greek family, it was sort of like a big fat Greek wedding thing, but not not okay. exactly that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was like a family restaurant, and you know we all sort of work there. And but I was like a kind of a rock star that came home to like you know be with his family and all of this. It was really cute, and ABC loved it, and they gave me a lot of money, and I spent like two years working on it, you know, and it just never really kind of came about. I did a record with Hollywood Records called Killer Queen. I did a you know tribute to Queen on that. Uh, Gavin DeGraw's on the mm-hmm. record. Los Lobos, all these cool acts. Josh Stone, and you know, it was just doing doing the rounds. Um, I did a soap opera for a while. I mm-hmm. can't remember if that was before Wedding Singer or after. Um, I did Bold and the Beautiful for a while and, you know, just played some solo shows. I, you know, met record labels. Like there were just all these opportunities. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's the next year. Then there's Daughtry. Then there's, you know, Ace and Cat McPhee. And Te- so, you know, it was like, oh, we're on to the next thing, you know. So it's, you have to go out there and get yours. So, yeah, I was doing the rounds on Broadway. I saw a bunch of show openings and I showed my face. I remember Rent was still open and I was going to even go back into Rent on Broadway, but I was a little pissed because they had kind of fired me, <laughs> you know, right. a couple of years before. I was like, well, now you need me, <laughs> but, and that was a dumb move, you know, you, uh, you know, so you get, you can't act that way. You can't act like, look at me now, you know? And I, I wasn't necessarily right. doing that, but so, you know, you live and you learn. Like that, it might have come across that way because Jeffrey Sellers, I, who's a friend who later went on to produce Hamilton and a lot of shows, yeah. I think he was like, "Really, you don't want to be in Rent? Fuck you!" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh, you know, but, but it's all good." Um, so I did all the rounds, and then you know, I had met the Rock of Ages producers um, when I left American Idol originally and we talked and we connected and they wanted me to do the show they wanted me to go to vegas with the show not mm-hmm. the vegas show that went years later but a different version of the show and it was not a great product great version of the show so i was like call me when you get to new york you know 
and uh, we reconnected there. And I was going to go into, uh, I had been in The Wedding Singer, I was going to go into Greece on Broadway. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And then I did not, and they offered me a lot of money. And instead, I did Rock of Ages off-Broadway for, like, no money because I really believed in it. And I wanted to build something. And I wanted to I wanted to originate something, which is which is very important, you know? Right. And you, you went with Rock of Ages for a long time, what I feel <laughs> yeah. like. You started the show, and you left, and then you, you came back, and you finished out the show with um rock of ages and then you made your little you know cameo in the movie but we'll um talk about that but um so when the um you were nominated for the tony for best actor for rock of ages for your character mm-hmm. drew mm-hmm. which yeah was like like you were saying the underground like rocker um so how was that experience you know with everybody coming to see the show and everything like that I mean, there's no other feeling like originating a show, uh, seeing it go from off-Broadway to Broadway to the Tony Awards to an iconic title all over the world where it's done everywhere, different languages, four corners of the world. It's done in middle schools. It's done in high schools. It's done in community theater. It's done all over the place. And it's, you know, big deal. And, you know, the, the record... Uh, should have been Grammy nominated. That was sort of before they were recognizing uh, cast albums and stuff, but right before. Uh, and that would have been cool because everyone's like, I have my Grammy nom. And it's like, eh, for a Broadway show. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right. same, but, but cool. Um, right. Did you write those songs? No. Um, and uh, But it's still cool. Like I would be like, I'll take it. Right. It's still, um, still something. Yeah, no, so I, um, yeah, you know, and it's been a huge part of my life and, and influenced a lot of things, you know. Um, in fact, next month we have a huge Rock of yes. Ages reunion all-star concert that is just the start of what we're going to be doing with Rock of Ages going into the next sort of, uh, the next phase of life, the the new mm-hmm. Roaring Twenties. Um, so that is, um, I mean, you could check, you can check that out at, on my yep. website, constantinemarulis.com. Every, everything will be down below. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, it's going to be an amazing concert. Yeah. And Laura Bell Bundy, Carrie Butler, and you did Rock of Ages with Carrie Butler for a little bit as, you know, Drew and, and Sherry, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, Carrie, I've always been a huge fan of hers and mm-hmm. yeah, we had, you know, Sherry was like a real revolving door for the first uh, year or two of, of uh, rock of ages. Because first um, Amy, Amy mm-hmm. originated the role, Amy Springer yeah. and um, Amy Spanger. The, yeah. She, uh, Spanger, yeah. who I had done the wedding singer with and it's a, it's a tough role. It's a tough role. So I just think that like, um, it just didn't work out for her doing the part. Like, um, you know, she had a hard time getting through previews and all of that. And after the Tonys, that was it. She didn't return to the show. So um, we had a bit of a revolving door uh, there. Savannah Wise, who was waitress number one, she went on for a while. Then we brought in Kerry Butler. And then we brought in Emily Padgett, who was excellent. 
um, you know, they're all my favorite. Um, on the road, I had Rebecca Falkenberry. Then I had Alicia McKenzie, who was, I believe, the Sherry in Toronto. A brief but interesting production. Uh, <laughs> then I had, uh, God... I had Holly Laurent went on. Erica Hunter used to go on. Katie Weber used to go on. Um, there's been a lot. <laughs> there's been a lot. And then I finished with Lauren Lauren Zachron, who I love. Yes, of um, Legally Blonde. She, yeah. Uh, MTV, and uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But so um, there have been a few. In, in the ensemble for, for Rock of Ages, there, there are some huge, huge names that now – you know, they've kind of come up like Jeremy Jordan yeah. um, was in the ensemble, you know, on stop. Well, like, he was really kind of brought in to be my understudy for Broadway. Okay. Because they were like, okay, this kid is like a great actor and a great singer. I don't know if Drew was really like his part, you know, but he was just mm -hmm. so insanely talented that it was like, okay, Constantine never misses shows, but perfect. We have this other kid that can go on. And then I remember I, I missed one show to do this thing with the mayor, Mayor Bloomberg at the time. And of course I miss one show and someone comes to see the show and casts him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> casts him in the Dolly Parton movie that he did, like that kind of kind of churchy movie that he did. I don't remember. It was, I know Dolly Parton was in wow. it and, uh, it was like a sure. Christian type of movie, but I don't remember. It was something about a choir, but um, still a movie. But then, yeah, like he later became. He went into West Side Story as like the matinee yep. Tony, and then then people started recognizing how good he is. I, I just spoke to him the other day. He's he's actually uh, he's working on some cool stuff in the yeah, studio. He's recording here, so. some new some new music. I saw that. Yeah. Um, oh, did he, was he posting about it? Yeah, yeah, he was he, he he was in the studio, so he didn't like formally say it yet. But he he he, he was in the studio, and you were in the studio as well. Uh, I'm hoping that couple... he uh, he's working with a writer right now, and I'm like, I got some songs for you, dude. And, right. Uh, so Get in we'll there. see. In I'm there. like, I'd love I'd love for him to uh, I'd love to write for him or with him or something. So um, yeah. Yeah, um, and you were in the studio as well a couple weeks ago or last week, whatever. Yeah, so what I'm are you always, working on there? always working on. You know, I have a new album out that's that came out um, well last yep. summer. Uh, until, Un I'm wanted, until I'm wanted, and yeah, um, great, great music. Yeah, thank you. It came out what in June there, July, and it's yep. been doing great. And all about you, the singles getting played all over XM radio, which has been cool. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been streaming well. And so I wish I could be out there promoting it and playing and out with exactly. the band and all of that, but very proud of the album. My first one in probably, you know, I don't know, 10 or 12 years, maybe more, who knows. Um, but never stopped writing, like wrote for this record, kept writing. So I met up with Hey Monet a couple weeks ago, guys who produced on my record, um, and we wrote a bunch of new tunes and we're really excited about those. So we'll see, we'll see, maybe I'll end up putting out a new record this summer, you know? Right. It could be. Um, so um, definitely won't be 10 years. Uh, so <laughs> really excited about the new material as well. And, uh, and yeah, man, just rocking and rolling. I'm always doing like voiceovers or doing, you know, 
some kind of show or some kind of benefit. I mean, I, I feel like I'm always doing something. I'm playing with a couple of different bands right now. Just, um, you know, I think we're optimistic that certain things will open up and there'll right. be some live shows to play as the warmer weather comes back in. And uh, so I want to be ready to rock. And a uh, couple of movies out that um, last year, uh, came to demand the fifth borough actually tara reed is in that uh and uh chronicle of a serial killer with dmx mm. uh so a couple of kind of those kind of b kind of movie fun uh straight to demand shows or movies um dark state uh drops tomorrow night if you can yeah, believe so it theatrically uh it opens the first three shows sold out in new york it's in New York. It'll be in Texas and LA and Salt Lake. It's in a bunch of markets. And then it'll be on video on demand uh, May 9th. So I'm yeah, excited so about Dark, Dark State. Check that out. I mean, the yeah. trailer, the trailer, it looks it looks good. I, I watched the trailer. Yeah. That's you it's in a, it. Um, it it does me. look good. Creepy. <laughs> and there's another movie called Either Side of Midnight. That'll be uh, hitting the festivals. Uh, yeah, that's a piece of either side of midnight. That's yep. uh, actually John Spottiswood, the writer of either side of midnight, is a really good songwriter, and he wrote that song, uh, "Meet Me in New York." Um, oh yeah, that's from that's that was the music video. Yeah, so that's like a music video for the song, but it's using clips from the movie. So you could see that on Instagram. Yep. Uh, Come on and meet me in New York. I'm like, yep. I love this song. Uh, it's good. Adam Cantor is in it from Broadway and beyond. And a lot of good people are in that cast. So Roger Spottiswood, not related, apparently. I thought they were related. Roger Spottiswood, the director, who was okay. huge when I was a kid in the 80s and 90s. He wrote 48 Hours. He wrote all these buddy flicks. Uh, he, he did James Bond in the 90s like crazy. Now he just kind of does some interesting uh, indie films. He directed this, so and people have been liking it. It's like a feel-good New York story, right? Yeah, either either side of midnight. That is, yeah. I mean, based on what I saw from that music video, it looks pretty interesting. Just like Dark State. I mean, thanks. It looks it looks really good. So from Rock of Ages, you you know, you sort of went on, and then you came back to Broadway in. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. With Deborah Cox right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you there are. We are. <laughs> well, yeah. For, and we did a sort of an interesting thing where we toured the show for a year and mm -hmm. then opened for a, just a limited run, like a summer uh, on Broadway. And uh, it's a heavy title, a heavy, heavy, heavy title. Um, yep. And it beat me up really good. And I did every show. I rarely missed any shows. So, uh, and I loved it. I love Frank Wildhorn and I are dear friends. We're working on a bunch of new stuff. We might revive his Dracula. Um, so there's some fun stuff. He's got all these new uh, shows and new material. And he's like better than he's ever been at now 60. You know, he's, mm -hmm. he's a young 60. He's got a beautiful, very famous Japanese, uh, pop star wife uh uh takiko and uh she keeps him very young so he is writing some great stuff yeah we actually he and i did a concert in new york 
March 9th, 2020. It was the last show yeah. of the year. Yeah, we were that seeing that it. on your Instagram. Uh, that, was it, it was, that was your last time, you know, performing live. And it's crazy that we've come up on a year already. It doesn't feel like it to me. I mean, I know. it's so during the pandemic, you've been auditioning, writing music. Because we see on your Instagram, you're auditioning for so many different things. So many, like this, the, the, you put out on your Instagram story, the, the Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited so, about that. I really want that. I really want, yeah. I probably shouldn't tease, and I don't even put nearly everything. I mean, somehow right. I get the, freaking insane the most insane auditions still like for huge projects and i am not booking them i'll be honest <laughs> and i'm doing like like they love my tape i'm always in the mix i mean i'm being considered but then i just somehow i'm not closing you know right uh and uh so yeah uh over the pandemic i've sort of really developed my um voiceover chops and i've done just tons of voiceover stuff for dreamworks and for for you know disney for nickelodeon and that project for hbo max is uh, called velma and that mm -hmm. is uh mindy uh mindy from um mindy calling I I yeah mi 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 yeah from from is she from community or is she from parks and rec i can't remember originally uh she's a mega writer and, and a huge uh, I, I don't want to say her name incorrectly but um so she's right. adapted velma uh a scooby-doo story for an animation at hbo max and yeah there's a really cool part that i read on so i, I hope it works out because i would love that i would love, I mean, love, yeah. love that's really my dream my dream thing i just you know, I would love to be Hank Azaria, you know, he, you know who he is? Yeah. Yeah. He does about 40 First. or 50 voices on the Simpsons, you know? So he's like an insane actor, everything. Right. And I mean, if you do book, the, if you do book the role, it'd be pretty cool for your daughter, you know, to watch that. Eh, that's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I think with, um, uh, Oh come on! What's the adaption uh, of the uh, Scooby Doo show uh, that everyone goes crazy for? Uh... Adaption of the, the Scooby Doo show. Yeah, it's Scooby Doo. It's uh, w with it's the high school drama that everyone goes I'm... crazy for. I'm not oh, sure. God. Oh come on, Luke Luke Perry was in it before he passed oh, away. Oh, Riverdale. Riverdale. Scooby-Doo, isn't it? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, those are Scooby-Doo characters, aren't they? Or something. Oh, Archie. Oh, that's Archie, right? Archie, yeah. Oh, that's not the same thing. <laughs> I was like, Scooby-Doo. Same era. Same era. <laughs> same fucking like, thing. That up. That's so You're hilarious. Like, what? Scooby? I don't. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Archie, that's right. Same shit. Same shit. <laughs> Basically the same thing. Just no right. dog and no hippie van. Okay, Shaggy. Uh, yeah, so. Look, it just right There you go. Yeah, it wasn't that part, though. A different part. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
let's talk a little bit about your cameo in Rock of Ages, the movie. So did they call you up and be like, oh, you were in the original cast, you originated, we need you to be on the movie? Or was that like an audition thing? Yeah, no, I mean, I was frankly politicking to be Drew in the movie because, you know, the original script, um, Chris Dorenzo wrote that and it was my part. It was just my part, you know, yeah. and every newspaper, every media outlet in the country was like, this kid has to play this part because the part is not a teenager, you know, it's not a guy from Glee, you know, right. it is a 30 something year old rocker or a 30 year old rocker that's like still trying to make it. That's like pushing a broom. And that's why we kind of feel bad for him. We're kind of like, oh, that guy, that right. guy, you know? So then we kind of like, root, poor Drew, we kind of root for him. Cause he's obviously talented, but it, he's probably Mrs. Window and it's kind of a little late. And now he's like trying to change his image and all of this. So if you're like 17 and hot and it's like, screw you kid, call me in 15 years when you're still pushing a broom and still trying to make it, then I might, you know, buy you whining and complaining about right. some girl broke your heart. So, mm -hmm. you know, Diego was <laughs> very talented, but it was just the wrong thing. And it didn't, they changed the, all the heart of the show. And the movie's fun. Like, I know a generation will find it on cable and be like, oh, that's Rock of Ages. Okay, but it's not really. It's not really, it's not really Rock of Ages, you know? I mean, and they did not sure. need to star fuck it like that, you know? Yeah. Frankly, like, I was getting just as much press as anyone else in that movie at the time, anyhow. And the music was really the star of the show and the and this and the love story. So did they I offer you an audition at all? Uh, ultimately, sure. like it was just not going to go my way. They were just going to go way younger with the part and just a whole different mm -hmm. dynamic. And I knew Adam, the director, and I know that he was a big fan of mine and everything. And he came to the L.A. opening of the show and Juliana Huff was there and she and I hit it off. We looked good together, but it was just not going to happen. Tom Cruise came to my show and he's like, dude, you are fucking insane. You are right. so good. And like it just would it would have played way better. But I don't know. You know, it just didn't work out. And it was a, you know, it, it wasn't exactly a hit, let's just say, you know, but I'm happy to have been on the, on the soundtrack a little bit and play a little cameo, mm -hmm. but it's not even that I'm like bitter. It just feels like it was just, it just was the wrong move. It wasn't like putting Renee Zellweger in Chicago instead of a Broadway talent. Like that was so well done in Chicago, the movie. A movie. It was so well done it's so beautifully done it fleshed out this was just a giant mess miss. yep miss you said miss. mess <laughs> i said mess. you said mess but it was just a miss you know it was just like ah oh, and now now we can't do it again and and then they had the rights so we couldn't even film the broadway production of it like I mean, hamilton or something like that to have that forever can you imagine yeah. having like the original cast having like a Hamilton quality, like Disney uh, plus right. version of the original cast, that would have been fucking awesome. But that's not gonna happen. We hope to achieve 
some of the excitement of that with our Rock of Ages concert, but it's not going to mm-hmm. be the sh- the full blown show, you know. I watched the Broadway production versus the movie, and I don't know if it's because you know Broadway screams more to me. That's why I say it was a mess, or maybe the set design. It's just different to me comparing the two. I mean, completely two different, completely different things. It's like exactly like West Side Story and West Side Story the movie uh, are a little different, but Mm -hmm. like they like switched a couple things around. Uh, Like I think uh, movie they sing Officer Krupke like like after the rumble to like feel to, to sort of like you know break the ice of all the bad stuff that's happened like i'd I, like or or cool is done differently in the movie than it is in the show fine you know um right but yeah this was just like whoa what's <laughs> happening was anybody else from the original brother production made a little tiny cameo at all or no uh no i don't think so i I, I, there were some dancers from my tour that were in like a extras kind of shot and they were like yeah protesters in a a scene i think uh joel hoekstra as well like the very famous guitar player now of white snake and trans-siberian orchestra and whatnot he has like a little moment where he's like yeah you know that's it (laughs) right so this is a picture from your cameo and you just you you're in the middle. Um, you just bust out with these vocals. Um, I guess you know who that remember. is right next to me. Let's let's go look. That back. is Gloria Estefan's husband right next to me there on my left. This one, your right there. Uh, yeah. Oh That's wow. Gloria Estefan's husband Emilio. Uh, right. And uh, that is his office in Miami where we shot that. He had this mega like mobster, like record executive office. And that we shot that in his office, Gloria Estefan's husband. Yeah. So uh, cool. and if you've seen On Your Feet, he's a character in On Your Feet. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. All of a sudden, whoa, you're like, whoa, vocals, real vocals. What's happening? I mean, yeah, <laughs> and you, 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 your vocal range is like so high. You can sing so high, and I don't even know how you did that. Like even, even um, sometimes just casually, you'll be you like in a post, you'll just hit these notes, and I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, you, I just have, have always had that voice. Always had that like high, high singing voice, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And a bit of my lower baritone is register has uh, my baritone register, let's say, has developed in my older age, uh-huh. um, but I still very much have like that, just big tenor high notes. You know, really, I have like high C's like all day, and probably higher than that. But I, uh, it's crazy. Uh, it's weird. It like it. It's honestly, um, thank God, thank God, it's still there. You know, I, I don't drink. Uh, I haven't. I'm, I'm about eighteen months um, no drinking, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't plan on ever drinking again. Uh, mm-hmm. I 
put the uh, flower down as well. 18 months. I've been taking care of myself and uh, I don't sleep well. Uh, so that usually <laughs> helps. Does. I know. And, uh, but I really take care of my instrument for sure. It's my, uh, it's, it's a gift, you know, so you have mm -hmm. to cherish it for sure. Did you work on that when you were even older? Uh, not as much as I should, as far as like weekly lessons and whatnot, but I'm always sort of doing my own inner work, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. And like constantly like, uh, sort of self-checking like where I'm at with my instrument, with my voice. I have a, uh, it's funny. I got my second vaccination the other day Yeah. and, uh, Congratulations. I'm so happy. Thank you. And, uh, but it's, it's, it wiped me out pretty good. Like I was like, Oh, That's come on. I shook it off. Like had like a little sore arm. I was a little groggy, but then I was like wiped out yesterday and I woke up today feeling better. But now it's like, I got like a little bit of a stuffy nose all of a sudden, you know, it's like, uh, so it hit you pretty, it hits you pretty good, but, um, I'm grateful, but yeah, with my instrument, I like, I'm always checking in. But it was tough over the pandemic, let's say, uh, the shutdown, because I'm used to being more active, you know, with my voice. And I, I wasn't singing as much, you know. I was singing a little bit, but not for money, not for work. Yeah. Like, I was singing to write or singing to do, like, a little audition thing or some work stuff, but not, like performing you know so mm -hmm. it didn't have to be like pristine so yeah uh it's been interesting sort of bringing it on back a little bit you know with the rock of ages concert coming up i just filmed this uh concert called reflections uh a celebration of the who famous iconic rock band of course the who uh their album who's next uh which is like an incredible record um the song is over, you know, all these incredible songs. We're doing songs from Tommy and from Quadrophenia, myself, Justin Sargent, also from the Rock of Ages world. Yep. Uh, and some great people. Uh, so that will be out streaming uh, in late April, too. So two big rock concerts coming up for stream, but it's going to be like nothing you've ever seen streamed before. Uh, the Rock of Ages concert is going to be just bananas. Like, everyone is in it. Uh, have you guys met at all? Like, have we, virtually, you know, planning things out the whole oh, yeah. time on the yeah. Zoom. Yeah, I'm likely going to be flying to Los Angeles for that. So uh, I'm pretty stoked. And we're going to be doing uh, some stuff remotely in New York as well. Like, so we'll have, like, two two locations going like the rock of ages off Broadway set, which had opened before the shutdown. Uh, yeah. And never really got to get off the ground really. And then the LA bourbon room that they built. Uh, so we'll, we have two sets that we're going to be like working from and, and lots of interviews, lots of like uh, pre-show stuff lots of skits and sort of fun stuff. Uh, so it's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. And the Who concert is just going to be awesome. That is really geared towards performing art centers uh, and their subscription oh, audience. Anyone can get it, you know.
And you can find everything on my website, the tickets to everything on my website, ConstantineMarulis.com. The, the Who's Next concert was live, right? Like you were on stage? Yeah, it was insane. Like we, we did it at the Tillis Center, which is this mega performing arts center uh, at the Long Island University, uh, formerly called CW Post. And I played there with Rocktopia, which is this Broadway show I toured uh, with Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister and some great people, Tony Vincent, uh, some great people uh, from Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, so this place is, was perfect. It was amazing to be back on stage, even though there was no one there, but like exactly. in a theater again, it was like, yes. So wow. we did that concert in like one day with no rehearsal and uh with like all these cameras like a big crane a big like Huge flying lighting. jib all this lighting it was sick it's gonna be sick yeah mike wartella from charlie the chocolate factory on broadway mike, is in that in that is as well God, his singing is so crazy like you know he's just like a pocket full of dynamite for sure and lana from Chicago, who's gonna mm-hmm. be in my band now? I'm like, girl, you are in my band. You're in the <laughs> band. What did they do that? There it is. Still got it. So uh, that's yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah, everything will be linked below in the description. For so please, guys, go go check out his website, buy tickets. You know, do all that because it's it's gonna be incredible. I know I'll be watching. I will be streaming. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, now I'd like to segue into a little game that I like to call Guess the Musical. Okay. Just run right there. Um, now they're going to see so, that I am a geek of theater. <laughs> so let's see. Everybody's answers are going to be put on a leaderboard at the end of the month. Um, so there's going to be a 30-second timer, and I'm going to show a portion of a playbill on the screen. And um, so, yeah. This is Guess the Musical. I guess. Yeah, you guessed. All right. So 30 seconds is going up on the clock. Here's the first. Oh, that's. Easy. <laughs> you can say, say pass if you want. I got it. Do I give it to you? No, yeah, you guess it. Start again. Oh, I didn't know. We gotta okay. start again. I knew that shit right, <laughs> all right. away. All right, let's make it fair. Let's make it fair. All right. So You're I, I know all rules these rules here. <laughs> yeah, so you you get let's let's start again because I knew that one right away. Hit the okay. clock. Right. I want fresh clock. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Wicked. What? It's gotta go back to 30 seconds. That is uh mean girls. Waitress. Beetlejuice, come on. <laughs> Hamilton. You're pretty good. That is... I should know that. Pass. It's a hard Pass. one. Come from away. Yes. There you go. So, let's see. You got one, Go two, back three, to the four, one with five. the feet. This one, Book of Mormon. What the hell is that? Oh shit! I knew that. <laughs> but yeah, that you you did pretty good. You did. Pretty, there's there's been. And worse. what was there's the one with more. like? It was just like a little blue. Like what is it? 
Okay, we don't This is Dear Hansen. Ah, shite. Oh, that's the <laughs> cast. I was like, what is cast. that cloth thing? That's the cast, yeah. Damn yeah, it. That's, that's the cast. You got this one, which was coming, and the, the firms were easy. But you, you did you, you did fairly well. Say that. Uh, uh, I'm a triple threat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so so much Constantine for coming on the show I really enjoyed having you on talk about so many well-versed things you know Rock of Ages American Idol everything like that and we're so glad to see you still you know doing your thing keeping it live um during during the pandemic we can't wait to see what you have so everything will and be linked I, down in the description I've been, I've been into my 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 baseball and football You're, cards like crazy so Anyone wants to gift me anything or give me like your dad's old collection and you don't know what to do with them, hit me up. I will take it all off your hands. Cards, cards, cards. Football, baseball, hockey, basketball, Pokemon, Garbage Pail Kids. I love it. And Even though I don't know shit about Pokemon, I, I think, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm into it. And even if you like watching people go through baseball cards, you are constantly posting it on your Instagram story. <laughs> I know people it's are like, like uh, we hate this. I don't care about. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, everything will link. We link down. Follow Constantine at um, Constantine Rulis on Instagram. Dude, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone uh, for supporting uh, live music and theater. We'll be back. I promise. And I'll be out there hitting the road, hitting the high notes, rocking and rolling real oh, soon. Yeah. But check out the album. Check out the movies. Hit me up on social media. And if you need a coaching, I do a lot of musical theater coaching. Oh. Um, not just musical theater. Yeah, tons of it. Uh, but, you know, if you're a songwriter or if you're a young actor, you know, I also am a Tony-nominated producer, you know, so I know my uh, – Oh, you want to see what Tony? Oh, they're like they're like on the wall. I'm not taking those off. <laughs> and two time, uh, two time. Uh, once as an actor, once as a producer. So hit me up, dude, and uh, we could do some coaching. We get you better today. You looking to get into Boco Boston Conservatory or one of those great schools? I can help. Make sure you listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.